Welcome back to the Tigers Only Podcast, your favorite podcast for all things training, nutrition, and mindset. I'm your host, Caleb Sprinkle, and in each episode, I'll be sharing valuable education and lessons learned that I've experienced over my last 10 plus years of coaching in order to help you along your health journey. Thank you all so much for listening, and now let's get into today's podcast. Actually, how many days are there left in this? year was it 60 or 59 damn 59 this year went by man it really has feel like it just started and then it's all over it's just almost (laughs) to start all over again what was your biggest accomplishment so far sorry the year's not over yet probably actually moving that's a good one i like that it was kind of a shit show too so i'm glad it actually happened when it was supposed to yeah wasn't it like the day you're moving out there you still don't have a spot yeah i signed the lease like 12 hours before i left at least it worked out like most people if that were their story they'd be living in like cockroach infested bad part of town kind of thing yeah so that was probably like the one thing that i kept telling myself i would do and i actually did so yeah that's awesome and was it was it cheaper than the first place you were looking at or no no, but it's definitely nicer and in a better location. Because when we came and visited, it was pretty close to us. And that's close to downtown, right? Yeah, the other place was like northern downtown. And I'm like really close to both the highway systems here, which is really easy to get places. And the other one was not. I drove past it like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, thank God I don't live there. Yeah. Do you feel like it's pretty crowded or do you feel like it's the Denver scene has kind of like capped out for now? seems like it just gets more and more crowded, but I can't say anything because I'm just adding to the madness. Yeah, but you're coming from Indiana, so... That's understandable. People say as long as it's not Texas or California, they're cool with it. Really? It's where most people are moving here from, at least. Yeah, that makes sense. I wonder why California. I feel like almost everyone evacuated California this last year. Like Nashville got a lot. Florida got a lot. Texas, Arizona got a lot. What's your biggest accomplishment to date? Honestly, I don't know. I really don't know. Buying a truck because I said I was going to do it forever. It's been the most successful year with the business this far. Well, this far, but obviously if it's this far, it's going to be the best year ever, but still probably the two best things. True, true. Yeah. Yeah. But kind of segues right into kind of what I'm going to talk about today. And that is end of the year goals and kind of just mentioning that waiting an extra two months to start anything isn't going to benefit you. And if anything, it's just going to hurt you. Right. So, I mean, like with 59 days, like it seems like a very small amount of time. It seems like a very small amount of time, but the older you get, the more you realize that goes by very quickly. Like when you're younger, you're like two months. God, that's fucking a long, like long time away. And now it's like, oh, I gotta get this done in two months. Shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would absolutely agree. And I think this was something that popped into my head yesterday because I got a reminder on Facebook about my post from exactly a year ago yesterday was the day I quit my job to start Mm -hmm. doing this full time. Mm -hmm. And I joined with you like really late November, early December. And so that was about 25 days between when I quit my job full time and started working with you, which I really didn't have any intentions of working like with or for somebody else at the time. But it kind of thought back to me. I was like, damn, there's only two months left. And in under a month, I went from working at the gym to working for myself to working for, you know, with you. And I was like, that kind of put in perspective, like how much can actually happen in, you know, 25 days. So I was like, kind of thinking about that last night. I was like, I can't justify telling myself like, oh, it can wait two months when I made a lot of stuff happen in, you know, three months, 30 days before. So that post kind of brought this back into like the forefront of my mind where I was thinking like, you know, if you really wanted to wait two months, why? Yeah. That's always a question I ask myself is like, why? Like, why wait till Monday? What's going to be 
tangibly different that's going to propel me forward more on Monday than it would on Friday, for example. I feel like people always put stuff up to Monday and then your Monday list never gets tackled because you procrastinate everything and try to put it all on one day. And then you look at your list and it's like the most resistance to even get started on that list because it's probably very large because you just put everything off you needed to do. Yeah, so I can like, where do I start? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, where do I start with the smallest step? But yeah, I like that you mentioned like how much stuff can change because although like obviously in our field, stuff takes time. Like you got to figure out what works best for you. You got to streamline it and you got to be super consistent with it. Like, but getting moving is a lot more important than just trying to see like the end result, because although maybe you don't like start up with a coach or a program, maybe you wait until the new year to do that. But that doesn't mean you can't start doing little things, minute things that you might not even think are that big of a deal in the grand scheme of your progression. You can start doing that stuff on your own, whether that's like just monitoring your food, make, being more conscious of getting more activity in, whether it's in the gym or just moving around. And I think that it goes way over people's heads that those things aren't as important. And then they just want to wait through the holiday season. I told all my clients this week, check in our feedback. I'm like, Hey, I know that like the next 60 days are going to be pretty fucking rough. Okay. There's three holidays. If you count new years, like a lot of people like to celebrate that as well. And you're going to be faced with a lot of things that you haven't probably over the last couple of months, just due to like summer and stuff like that. Usually you can wiggle your way around things. So I kind of preface their mindset, like, Hey, we're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep working, but like, don't be upset if throughout this time frame you maintain or you make little progress because that's still better than in the past where you probably would have regressed. Yeah. And I would argue it's even tougher this year because we didn't really have like a classic holiday season last year. No, we didn't really get to get together. Like a lot of the big time family gatherings and stuff weren't as, at least not with me, like my family, we didn't really get to see my grandparents or anything like that. And so it was one of those things where like, haven't had like the holiday feast for two years. And it's, yeah. I think it's an even bigger thing to focus on this year, which it's a whole nother discussion, which we'll probably talk about next week. But, you know, I think it's like you said, like, just make sure that you're not taking steps back and even if you're not taking leaps and bounds forwards, you can do little things to help either maintain or, you know, kind of main gain and make those little, you know, inches forward that I think a lot of people overlook in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I mean, I feel like around this time of year, I always see posts that are like, you'll only have there's 60 days left in the year or 90 days left. If it was last month, like you're either going to progress or regress, which do you choose? You know what I mean? And like, that's, it's like a hundred percent correct. But I think a lot of people think again, that they just have to go all in on everything in one day. And I think that's why a lot of people push it off. They're like, Oh, well, I can't give all my time to, and I get that all the time. People will ask me like what I do and they're like interested. And then when I lay everything out, they're like, well, I, I can't commit to this fully. So I want to wait until I can. And I'm just like, that's never, I'm like, I'm not going to argue with you. Like your mind's already made up. Like this is your life. Live it the way you want. But like, that's never going to happen. Like once January 1st hits, like there's still going to be things that come up. Now granted, there's not gonna be three holidays or two or three holidays back to back, but there's going to be something else that comes up. There always is. And I just hate to see people say, I can't commit to this fully. So I'm going to wait. You, you can't commit to buying a house or a car fully. So what do you do? You make payments on it. You pay on it for four or five years for a car and for a house, you pay 30 years. You know what I mean? It's just like that same thing has to be applied to your body because like your possessions and all these things, like they're nice, like show them off if you want. If it helps your life, that's awesome. Don't mean to get dark today, but when you die, they go to other people. Your car gets, your family gets it or gets taken, it's sold. Your house gets sold. Possessions leave, like your body 
and your soul, like they don't. So you like got to take care of them. You got to do things that although you can't commit fully to, you're still doing things that inch towards what you're aiming to accomplish. Sorry, yeah. just went on a tangent on that. No, and I think I totally agree. And I hear that probably more than I hear anything else as well. And it's, again, I'm not there to convince anybody that they, you know, should change their life or anything, but I'm there to help if they want to. And my thing is, would you rather not commit at all yeah. than not commit fully? And at the same time, I think people can sometimes get a little overwhelmed when they hear about like everything we offer. It's like, okay, well, I'm not going to throw everything at you all at once. I just yeah. wanted to like let you know what. So I think I get where people are coming from, but at the same time, you can't just not do something because you don't think it's going to be perfect. And I think that's another thing we see all the time is people like plan around, you know, their new year's resolution or plan around starting on Monday or the first of the month. And I think this month was a prime example because the first yesterday was on a Monday. And so it was the first of the month on a Monday with exactly 60, 61 days left. And people were like, all right, cool. Like I got 61 days, you know, Monday on the first of a month, you know, I'm going to go after it. And I guarantee you most of those people, and it's only Tuesday have already shit the bed on their plans because they tried to wait till everything was perfect. And we see it every single time, you know, people try to control variables. They try to plan perfectly and they try to do all this stuff on the back end. And then when it comes time to actually take action, whether it's, you know, start your fitness journey, start tracking your food, go to the gym, start that side hustle, whatever it is, people get smacked in the face because it doesn't work right. And then instead of adapting, they just like fold and say like, I'll try again next month. Yeah. And I think the same thing goes for like a lot of diet culture as well. We see these rebounds and it's because people, you know, I'm going to get all these keto recipe books. I'm going to get all these low carb options and then comes time for it. And they're like, wow, I hate eating this food or I'm hungry all the time. You know, whatever the case might be. And the same thing happens, like instead of adapting and maybe just bumping carbs up a little bit and committing to a different type of diet, for example, you know, they just give up completely and go back to whatever they were doing before. Yeah. And I think it always comes back to, we always preach the same thing. And I guess, I think that we're probably always going to, it's just like, try to stop trying to change so many variables at once. Like, again, I just, I think I just said this last week on the podcast, it's not motivation, action, result, it's action result. And then you get motivated, right? So you have to start in order to be happy. You have to do the things you don't want to do. That's how you get happy. That's how you like start to cultivate happiness. Because if you wait around for the, everything to align and then you take action, that very rarely happens. Like people have to hit rock fucking bottom before they start making those changes in, in most cases where they have to get motivated before change. And a lot of those cases, they're not motivated. They just have no other option. So a lot of people function on like do or die. Like me, like I had like you, you quit your job to start this same I was fine at the gym. I was making good money. It just wasn't what I wanted to do. And I was like, I have to completely quit to start my own thing. Like I couldn't have a safety net because every time I did, I would like start to venture out and they're like, oh shit, bad month back to the gym. You know what I mean? But now I think a lot of people kind of seek out comfort. So then when it comes to like changing things, it's very hard to make yourself do that because now we've built all these safety nets. And I mean, I, I you can't tell people how to live their life. Like that's not hip. It's like a hypocrite because there's times in my life I've been the same fucking thing. But there has to be like this switch where you're just going to make these changes no matter what. And it's just doing small things you don't want to do every single day. Like maybe you spend too much time watching Netflix. So maybe an hour each night, you turn it off and you read just to break that cycle because we always stay in cycles. Maybe you're very stagnant. You don't move very much. You sit down all day, you work from home, whatever. Maybe instead of sitting down, moving from your office to the couch in the evening, take a quick 10 minute walk every single day. Like those things you don't want to do, you need to do them. Yeah. I I think 
one thing I wanted to bring up is like, we're sitting here preaching about this and neither of us are perfect with this and neither of us are like trying to sound all self-righteous. But I think the thing that typically sets people apart from those who maybe wish they had what, you know, the flexible schedule we have or the, you know, capacity to take a day off whenever you want, whatever the case might be is I wrote it in my post yesterday. I'm willing to work for those things. And yes, I will work. I worked till like 10 o'clock last night, almost nine o'clock, but I know I'm taking Friday off. Like I'm willing to do that to give up that time on Monday night for the things that I want on Friday. And so I think we're trying to get the point across is that we will do the things we don't want to do more than other people do. Therefore, we get the freedom and the, you know, the results that come with that. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that like, I enjoy every single aspect of what we're doing all the time, but I'm willing to put up with that for the benefit that comes with having this job, having, you know, the freedom, whatever the case might be for you as an individual. Like, I think what most people don't understand is like the people that you see that have maybe what you want, probably the ones that have done the stuff you haven't to get it. Exactly. And that may not be the fun stuff. That may be the hard work, the late nights, the going to the gym when you don't want to, like, that's the, what gets you to that point. And most people that are at that point don't talk about it because they're acting, they're doing stuff. Yeah. And I like how you kind of phrase that. And that kind of goes into this, what I was thinking too. It's like, you're not going to love every single thing you're doing all the time. Like job, perfect example. A lot of people don't love their job. Like you and I, we went to school for this. We, as a like general perspective, I assume you love what you do. I love what I do. But like Nick said, you're not going to love every single day. Sometimes it's going to seem tedious. Sometimes it's going to seem like a chore. But there has to be that discipline that you start to cultivate just from doing those things to build the rituals, build the schedule, build the cycles where you're getting shit done. Because although every day you don't want to do those things, it's going to end up pushing you towards the result you want, which ultimately will make you happy. And then along the way, if you're lucky, you'll end up falling in love with the process. And I think that's where a lot of the people lose sight. You're not going to love everything you do. Everything you do is not going to be easy. If it's, if everything you do is easy, you're doing something wrong. If everything you do in a day makes you super happy, that's going to sound kind of bad. But if everything you do in a day makes you super happy, give me what you're taking. But also you're probably not going to love every single thing you have to do every day. Like if you have to plan out, like people hate planning out meals. People hate tracking food. People, well, people don't like working out in the very beginning because it just seems like another fucking thing they have to do. But the more and more you kind of get used to that and you just accept it and you get it done, you start to see the result. You start to feel better, start to fall in love with the process. Then it's not a chore. That's just the basic way of life that you choose to live. But I think that gets lost a lot where people just think you have to love every single thing you do, which I would love for that to be true. But every single thing you do in a day, you're not going to love every aspect of it. You never yeah. will. I wanted to bring that up a little bit too. You mentioned like falling in love with the process. And I think that what a lot of people get hyper fixed on is the result. end result. Yeah. But they don't look at everything that happens in the middle. And I was watching like motivational video yesterday. I got to start the Monday morning with it. Yep. <laughs> and I think it was Matthew McConaughey. He was giving like a speech at a college. And he said that like, it's human nature to enjoy the benefits or the results of something more, the more that you grind and work and suffer for it because it's that much sweeter at the end. And so I think, again, it's one of those things people like expect to like wake up one day and just be super motivated. But if you haven't been involved in the process, you're not going to just randomly fall in love with it because no. it's the first of the month or because it's Monday. And so like we always talk about, you know, making those small action steps, putting that plan together, but then acting on it and adapting as it happens, because it's not going to always happen the way you plan it. Yeah. And so I think that, like you said, falling in love with the process, 
you know, keeping your eyes on the prize, but what's getting you to that prize, you know, maybe the year end result. And this is something that I can relate to very much is, you know, freedom of schedule, freedom of being able to go camp when I want to, whatever the case might be, whatever's in the middle of that for me, I enjoy because I know what I'm working towards is, you know, going to be more enjoyable than this is unenjoyable, if that makes sense. No, like I like com- like comparing things like you just did to like a hike. Now, obviously you hike a lot more than me, but when I came out to Colorado for a couple of days, like I was dying, like we were out there for a bachelor party. So we were drinking. I didn't drink as much as some other people, but I fell to the next morning and then we met up with you on that hike and I was not used to altitude. I wasn't used to anything. And like, obviously, like when you first start it, you're like, holy shit, we've walked 10 feet and I'm already out of breath. And it's easy to be like, let's just go back to the car and go get beers. Like that's simple. And you just kept walking and I was like, fuck, keeps going. So I got to keep going. You know what I mean? And that middle, like at first I hated it, but then I was like, wow, I actually start to feel better. I'm sweating. And then you got to that lake or that glacier or whatever it was. And I was like, wow, I'm so fucking glad I kept pushing because this is beautiful. Yeah, and then you're like, let's keep going higher. Like, let's yeah. keep going. And yeah. Yeah. And again, I think that's, it's the addicting thing that comes with working for what you get. And the same thing, let's relate it to like a weight loss journey. Like let's say you're somebody who overeats a lot. You go out to eat for fast food all the time. You drink most nights of the week, whatever, you know, you're not going to enjoy making those changes at first, but then you start to realize how much better your energy levels are. Maybe how much better you sleep, your skin starts clearing up all these little things that happen. And the more you do it, you may not enjoy eating the food or going to the gym, but you enjoy the result that it produces. Yeah. And you can't ignore that you have to do those things to get that end result. And so again, it's not like you're, you're going to love every you know aspect of the journey, but you do need to keep your eyes on the prize and you do need to accept that no matter what you do, that end result needs to be worth it, or you're going to give up at some point. Yeah. I don't want to go into this too much, but I think another thing that a lot of people do is they will like think they'll hold off on starting because they can't fully commit. But then also what they'll start doing is they'll start comparing themselves to others, like on the same journey. Like if so-and-so started 30 days ago, like, oh, if I start in 30 days, I'll be to that point. And I think like you just need to stay at your own pace and you need to be realistic. Like you don't know what that other person has the availability to do. You don't know what they're capable of doing. You don't know how much they can commit to this. Whereas if you are a mother of three and you work and you can only commit like three hours of working out, the other person can commit five or six. So this is kind of off topic, but like if you are trying to transition and make this your lifestyle, if you're trying to make a transformation and start this whole new thing, I would argue that you probably just fucking need to stay off Instagram fitness pages that just constantly show transformations if they show the timeline. I don't even say timelines typically um, unless it's like, actually, yeah, I started to because all of them are like six to 12 to two to months to two years. So I'm more realistic about it, but a lot of pages that are just complete and utter bullshit will tell you eight and 12 weeks. So-and-so did all this and, and or they just lie. Yeah. It's very demotivating and it's very discouraging to see that kind of stuff. So I, that's kind of off topic, but it just came in my head. Just don't, if it motivates you cool, but I think it's a very slippery slope of the comparison game very quickly, very, very quickly. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think that's just the nature of social media. And especially if you're somebody that's in the fitness space, it's pretty inevitable. Like we talk about environment. Like if you're looking at that every single day, that thought is going to be in the back of your head, Yeah. no matter whether you want it there or not. Yeah. You can feel really good about yourself and then get on Instagram for an hour and then feel really shitty about yourself. Oh, and that's even worse. Yeah. And that is, that's an issue. Yeah. <laughs> that is an issue. So 
Yeah. One of the big points I wanted to bring up was like the last... 18 months or so has really showed us that, you know, nothing is guaranteed and that a lot of weird shit can happen in a really short period of time. And so I think it's really important to take two things into account. Number one is that you can't let that be an excuse to not get started, but you definitely pause right there because I agree with you. But again, just coming back to the humility thing, when COVID first hit, dude, I don't think I worked out consistently for like two or three months. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's tough when gyms are closed, but you also can't ignore that as a sign that there's never that right time because you don't know what's going to happen. I remember so vividly, we were at school and we were getting ready to head out for spring break. And we're like, we'll be back in no time. Never went back to school. Yeah. I haven't seen some of my friends since because we never got together again, because we all like thought that it was going to just blow over. That can happen with anything at any time. And I think a lot of people realize that now. And I think it's just important to like ride that line again of you can't let it be an excuse to not start, but you can't ignore it as a sign that you need to start. I like that. Thanks. But it was serious. I was like, cause I mean, I had access to the gym. Luckily, like I was going to work there. So they gave me a set of keys and that was kind of like what kept me going throughout the whole time, honestly, because I know a lot of people talked about how they got kind of down because they couldn't go to the gym or they weren't getting their activity in or, you know, they gained weight and then that affects them negatively. But you know, you could do body weight stuff. You could, you know, it's obviously really hard to find equipment, but like, there's, I feel like there's very few circumstances where you can't make something happen if you really yeah. want to. Yeah. And the sayings that have been around forever, they're around because they're true. And one of them is something's always better than nothing. Like we were on a group call a couple of weeks ago, or actually like right before I got six over a month ago. And one of my clients who has been active, but kind of MIA with her workouts, I didn't understand what was going on at work. And she was like, ever, like just really stressful work environment. By the time she got home, she didn't want to drive all the way to the gym or whatever. I was like, okay, I understand that. I was like, don't you have a gym in your apartment? She's like, yeah. I was like, why don't you go down and like, just ride the bike and read your book to kind of unwind. She's like, I never thought of that. And I was like, yeah, like, obviously it's better to get a full workout that's assigned to you. But if you can't get something in, that's going to keep that same cycle in your head of getting stuff done that you don't want to do. But always something is going to be better than nothing. And I think that kind of is another thing that comes back to commitment. You're like, oh, I can't commit to this many days in the gym. I can't commit to this. And it's like, okay, that is completely fine. This, the, All that means is it's not going to be as fast as you would probably like, but you can still see progression doing minuscule things. So kind of like you said about there's making sure like you take action, even when everything's not perfect, there's always something you can do to cause progression. And there's always something you can do to cause regression. And you just got to pick which one you want to go do. And obviously progression is gonna be a little bit harder, but if there's such small things that it's really not that hard, you just got to get out of your own head thinking you have to do all these things at once. And I know I keep saying the same thing over and over again, but I feel like that's the point that really needs to be like driven home for a lot of people. Nothing's going to be perfect. Even if you hire the best coach, even if you had, even if you were very wealthy and you had someone cook every single one of your meals, you had a trainer that did every single one of your workouts with you and you had all these things, there's always going to be something that you don't enjoy, or there's always going to be something that you can't do perfectly even if everything's laid out for you and accepting that and realizing that's just fucking life and then just keep making those small decisions that even though they're not the best they push you in the right direction that's the best you can do with this at all times i couldn't agree more and i think one thing that typically pops into my head when i think of regression is not doing something yeah it's not that you did it wrong or that you didn't do it right or whatever in my eyes the only way to like really really regress is to like not do anything Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day if you do something and maybe you half-ass it or you don't do it perfectly like maybe your workout wasn't the best 
you still got up and did something you didn't want to do. You still drove to the gym. You still challenged yourself and built that discipline that we always talk about. And to me, that's better than maybe you drove to the gym and it was closed. To me, that's a win because you convinced yourself to get up and drive to the gym, even if you didn't get a great workout in. And so I think for me, it just really comes down to always trying to move forward. And again, not like I'm perfect with this either, but the idea is just that you always need to be doing something. And the only times that you're really losing is when you're doing nothing. Yeah, I literally, say that same line all the time people are will be like i'm just afraid to fail i'm like you only fail if you don't try or you don't do anything that's failure like but when you're talking about success and i don't know what metrics you're using to measure success anyone that you kind of idolize as the pinnacle of success in whatever field you're talking about they probably all say a similar thing like they had to fail their way to it they had to learn what not to do in order to get there so yeah inaction is the only way to failure making no changes whatsoever even if you make a bad choice, it's not regression. It's just another thing you learned to improve upon. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Yeah. So, I mean, there's only 59 days left in the year, which only me saying only makes it like a very short amount of time in the grand scheme of life. It definitely is, but you can make a lot of changes in that time frame. And I'm not just talking about a fitness journey. It could be changing your career. It could be working on your mental health. It could be a lot of different things, but no matter what the journey looks like for you, I implore you to start making steps towards that change like today, not tomorrow. Like Nick said, not next Monday, don't lose six or seven days, just thinking about motivation and trying to get it there. Just do something today. That's going to push you towards that. Maybe it's journaling for your mental health. Maybe it's going on a walk for your physical activity. Maybe it's eating a protein source with one meal a day, just to get off the fast food kick, like something small. That's going to start building those habits start today. So you can make that change. And currently coach Nick is taking clients. So if you are serious about making this change, you don't know where to start, reach out to us and we'll put you in contact with him. But yeah, anything else you want to sign off with? I was going to say like everything Caleb said spot on and just be prepared to maybe not enjoy every single aspect of it, but be prepared to, you know, reap the rewards of the hard work that you've been putting in and accept the fact that it's not going to be easy, but it'll always be worth it. Yeah, exactly. No better way to close that out. But thank you guys for listening as always. And if you like this, make sure you leave us a rating review. Appreciate you guys. And we'll catch you on the next one. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. We genuinely hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it'd mean the world to us if you subscribed and shared with a friend. Catch you on the next episode of the Tigers Only Podcast.